The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm worried about my uh, wife and kids because they uh, they left to go to New York and I haven't uh, been able to get in touch with them. Okay, where they were going to New York. What's the license plate on the car? Excuse me. What's the license plate on the car? Uh, oh, I I have to get them for you. Okay, what's, what's the, who's the car registered to? It's uh, registered to my wife's name, Jennifer Dulos. Spell the last name for me. Uh, Dulos, D-U-L-O-S. Jennifer, G-A-E-N-N-I-F-E-R? Yes. Your da- hair or date of birth? Uh, it's uh, September 27, 1968. They were driving with, uh, with our baby team. Uh, Can you help out as well? Okay, what kind of, about. hold on, hold on. What kind of car were they driving? It was a Range Rover. Was a Range Rover? Yep. Hold on, let's see. Uh, black, 2016 black Land Rover Range Rover? Yes. A mother of five goes missing. The days are ticking by. Investigators searching the husband's $4.3 million mansion to no avail. Where is Jennifer Dulos? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. You just heard part of a 911 call where the husband is calling police. Fotis Dulos, the husband, and this is what we know. She, Jennifer Dulos, drops her children off at school. She's never seen again. Her car found abandoned. But why? Who, what, where, why, and when? With me, an all-star panel. Professor of Forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, Professor Joseph Scott Morgan, veteran Atlanta prosecutor Kenya Johnson, psychologist joining us out of New York, Dr. Patricia Saunders, right now to syndicated talk show host Dave Mack. Dave, I want to start at the beginning. Where did she go missing? When did she go missing? She dropped her children off at 8 a.m. The next thing we know is that she missed an 11 a.m. appointment. At 12 noon, the cleaning lady came by and there was nobody home. So the police have tightened the timeline down to the last time she was seen. Whoa, 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 Dave Mack, sorry. But 
The minutes are ticking by. I've got to isolate something you just said. She dropped the children off at school 8 a.m. And, and let me just tell you, uh, these people aren't slouches. They live in a very upscale area, possibly one of the most expensive areas outside of 90210. It's around the New Canaan area of Connecticut. And I learned living in New York that all the rich people would leave and, after work and take a train to New Canaan. I mean, the really, really wealthy people. So I can't identify where the woman was living. The husband was living in a $4.3 million mansion, but they had, had split up. Long story short, this is where I'm going with this, Dave Mack. 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. With me, Dave Mack, syndicated talk show host. Joe Scott Morgan, I need you on this one. You know, when I'm up making a cup of hot tea first thing in the morning at about 5 a.m., I do not expect a a kidnap to go down. What I'm saying is I've been prosecuting for many, many years, and it's much more unlikely for violent crime to occur first thing in the morning. Now, this is just anecdotal for me, but it's rare when you see a kidnap or a murder or a violent crime occur first thing in the morning. What, what is that? I always say um, I felt perfectly, perfectly safe going out and hand delivering subpoenas first thing in the morning because all the dopers would still be asleep like vampires. <laughs> so uh, what is it? The, the crimes do happen, but it's very rare first thing in the morning. Yeah, you're right, Nancy. I mean, even even SWAT teams and, you know, drug task force, like you had stated, they will they will go and serve warrants at these violent offenders' homes, generally at that period of time, because you know these people are not going to be out of the bed by that time. Oh, oh, H-E-L-L, no, because they've been up all night long breaking the law, selling dope, yeah, right. driving around town trying to steal things and arm rob. Mm-mm. You can set up a whole battering ram outside a doper's door at 6 a.m. They they won't know anything's going on. They, they're dead to the world till about 3 p.m. So can I just get a yes, no on that, Joe Scott? Yes. So, Dave, Matt, you're telling me she goes missing between 8 and 11? She either wanted to to disappear and get away from her life mighty early in the morning or somebody took her. And we don't have any signs of her clothes being packed or um, a bus ticket, a plane ticket, nothing like that. Do we, Dave? When the police actually went to her rented home in New Canaan, uh, they found traces of blood and obvious signs that it had been cleaned up so that the uh, the maid could not realize what had happened. So I'm assuming they used luminol or something along those lines to determine that it was enough blood. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who is they? Oh, who who used luminol? I'm sorry, the police. The, the police all converged on her home to try to find her. And again, we've got an 8 a.m. dropping off at school. By 11 a.m., she misses an appointment, and by 12 noon, the maid says there's nobody here. When the police show up to investigate, they find traces of blood at such a level that they believe it had been cleaned up in an effort to conceal it from the maid when she arrived at noon. Wow. Okay, that's putting a whole new light on everything. Hold on. Jackie Howard here in the studio is waving her arms, saying, didn't he say, the husband, that she was on her way to New York? But wait a minute. Something is is off. Jackie, have you actually played the 911 call from 2017? Yes, she has. Okay, why is there a 2017 911 call? What is that, Dave Mack? Nancy, the uh, Dulos 
marriage was very contentious and Jennifer actually filed for divorce in 2017. And that's when that call was made. She actually left with the kids to New York, but she went to get away from him, to hide from him, because she feared that when she served the papers, according to what she wrote, that he would be violent uh, towards her. So she actually knew this was going to happen. It was all filed with the, uh, with the court. And when he called 911, he hadn't been served the divorce papers yet. He didn't know where his wife had gone. He got the divorce papers after that 911 call. Let's take a listen to more. Jackie, I'm actually glad you played the 2017. Let's listen to more of it. 911. When were they supposed to be there? Um, they were supposed to be there. Hello? Can give you the address as well as the apartment. Okay. But the uh, is not answering. Uh, they're not answering their cell phones. Okay, what's their cell phone and, number? Uh, it's uh, E6 Mm-hmm. 604. 604? No, 604. Yep. Okay. Okay, you keep breaking up, sir. I need you to hold the phone to your face because I keep hearing you really far away. 604. 604. 604. 906. That's my wife's cell phone number. Okay, and who's the other person that's with your wife? And uh, that is the baby killer. Uh, her name is Lauren. Lauren? Lauren. Do you know her last name? Yes. Uh, Almeida. A-L-M-E-I-D-A. He goes on to list all five children missing five children all gone with her this is after she files for divorce but that was way back in 2017 what i want to know about is the car what can we learn from the car take a listen to our friend at fox 61 this is Samara Abramson. 50-year-old Jennifer Dulos was reported missing Friday night around 7.30. Police saying she was last seen driving a black 2017 Chevrolet Suburban in New Canaan. A silver alert was issued. I hope and pray someone knows something and she is found. A source telling Fox 61 that the state police major crimes unit is assisting New Canaan police to investigate her disappearance. Jennifer, a mother of five who filed for divorce in 2017 from her husband, Fotis Dulos, and has been involved in a long custody battle with him. People who live in town have noticed an increased police presence. I was going for a walk early Sunday morning through Waveney Park and I noticed a car parked by the side of the, the road and there seemed to be a policeman photographing the car. That's right and it was her car, Jennifer Dulos. She takes her children to school 8 a.m. and the next thing you know by 11 a.m. her vehicle is abandoned. We know that it is a 2017 Chevy Suburban. You just don't find abandoned cars and young moms missing in New Canaan, Connecticut. Very, very unusual. To Dr. Patricia Saunders, psychologist joining us out of New York, what about it? That telephone call that Dulos uh, uh, made uh, saying that his family was missing was the night before he was actually served the divorce papers. Um, he sounds surprisingly calm on the uh, 911 call. Um, one of the statements that Jennifer had made was she listened to years of sickening revenge fantasies from her husband, planning uh, harm, physical harm, to people who he felt had wronged him. So she had stated that she was afraid of her husband and that he would find some way to get revenge for her divorcing him. You know, uh, Dr. Patricia Saunders, you know my husband, David, very, very well. And all the time I've known him, which goes all the way back to college, I've never once heard him talk about revenge, ever. 
I mean, you know, he's in business and business deals go up and business deals go down. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. I've never once heard him say, I'm going to get that guy. Never, never once. Guys, hold. I've got to thank our partner making today's program possible as we join the search for a missing mom, Jennifer Dulos. It's Blink. Two questions about dad that will predict what he will love for Father's Day. Are you ready? First, is dad a gadget guy? If so, good. Second question, does dad worry about keeping the family safe and the home secure? Absolutely yes. Then this Father's Day is a no-brainer. You will be the superstar if you get dad Blink security cameras. If you hurry, you'll save 20% on all indoor camera systems. Blink motion-activated cameras are wire-free, set up in minutes, run on two lithium batteries that last up to two years. They even have a live feed option so dad can monitor the home, check in on family, pets, packages from anywhere with the Blink smartphone app. No monthly contract, totally affordable. And right now through Father's Day, June 16, Blink indoor cameras and systems 20% off. Home security just got easier. Score the perfect Father's Day gift at BlinkProtect.com slash Nancy. BlinkProtect.com slash Nancy. BlinkProtect.com slash Nancy. Blink cameras are also available on Amazon and at Best Buy. Blink is an Amazon company and it works with Alexa. Blink, thank you for being our partner. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. 
day nine of Jennifer Dulos's disappearance, state police continue searching for clues and evidence into what happened to her. Earlier this week, Channel 3 learned Dulos was going through a divorce and custody battle with her estranged husband. Sources tell our sister station, CBS 2 in New York, police have found no activity on her cell phone or credit cards since her disappearance last Friday. Law enforcement sources told Eyewitness News blood was found during the search. And that search in New Canaan has expanded to include other towns, including Hartford. State police there looked at security footage and dug in trash cans for evidence while canines walked several streets between Homestead and Albany Avenue. Missing mom Jennifer Dulos, the minutes, the seconds, the hours ticking by turning into days. Her five children want mommy. So far, all we've got is an abandoned car. Take a listen to what our friend, news reporter Carolina Cruz at WFSB Channel 3 has to say. Late Friday night, a report of a foul smell led police to Hartford's Keeney Park. Officers returned yesterday at daybreak, but investigators told Channel 3 the odor may be from a dead animal. Our law enforcement analyst, retired state police spokesman Lieutenant J. Paul Vance, who spent 43 years with the department, said the search is spread across so many cities and towns because they're working together, sharing information, developing information, all in an effort to put this puzzle together. Certainly, they take information confidentially. Confidential informant or source can provide that information to law enforcement. It's got to happen. People have to help law enforcement answer every single question surrounding this case as to what happened to this missing mother. The search is on for Jennifer Dula. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's the mother of five children. The police presence heavy. I've taken a look inside the husband's home. You know, uh, there's all those real estate apps and you can find uh, the inside of homes, for instance, on Zillow and so many others. Man, this guy must be rolling in money um, I'm just wondering how, if in any way, the family is helping to find her. Of course, they're estranged, they're separated, but still, she's the mother of his child. Take a listen to this. State, local, and federal law enforcement have teamed up. They're looking for her on foot with canines in the air through the use of drones. The 50-year-old is the mother of two sets of twins, including three sons and two daughters, all under the age of 13. She was involved in a heated divorce and child custody battle with her estranged husband, Fotis Doulas, for nearly two years. There are almost 500 court filings involving their divorce proceedings. There was a scheduled court date Wednesday for the their legal proceedings, but the date was postponed one day after a court-appointed guardian for the children filed a motion for a status conference regarding the safety of the children. A Jennifer Doulas filed for an emergency order for full custody that was denied in 2017. The couple had a shared custody agreement until the divorce was finalized. And it gets thicker here, too. Doulas said her husband had been having an affair before they separated in 2017, that he had purchased a gun, and he stated in court documents that he purchased the gun simply to protect his family and that he would never harm his wife or his children. A lawyer for Fotis Doulas filed a letter with the court saying that the children are staying with Jennifer's mother in a New York City apartment under the protection of an armed guard. There has been no comment from Fotis Doulas as the search continues here today. You're hearing our friend at Fox News. That was Laura Engel. What do we know right now? Jennifer Doulos, mother of five, missing to Kenya Johnson, felony prosecutor out of the Atlanta jurisdiction. Kenya, question to you. 
Why is it that cops, detectives must start with the husband, the ex-husband, the boyfriend, the lover? Why is that? Why do they look there first? Well, these are the people that are closest to the uh, the missing person. So that's where you go to at least eliminate people. If you eliminate people and you can gather information, then you have a starting point for an investigation. But patterns are really important in this situation. Someone uh, that does the same thing at the same time is vulnerable. When someone wants to do them harm, they know exactly where to get to them. And random strangers don't typically clean up after a particular crime. So the fact that it looks like someone tried to clean up blood indicates this is someone that knew exactly what she was doing, where she was, and when she could possibly be vulnerable. So now investigators are looking at the people close to her. They're looking at intent, motive, and means. To Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensic Jacksonville State University, let me ask you a question. It seems to me that if she dropped her children off at school at 8 a.m., and then you find blood that seemingly is cleaned up in the home, that she came back, it, it, that says to me she came back from taking them to school, and I'm wondering if she stopped anywhere along the way, McDonald's for a cup of coffee, the grocery store, whatever's open at 8 a.m., came into the home. And that's when the attack occurred because her car by 11 a.m. has been found abandoned. Yeah, I think so too, Nancy. And, and to Kenya's point, I think that whoever's involved in this, uh, they have to know her timing. They have to know that she would have taken those kids to, to school and then they would have had to have had access to this area in which she, in which this blood is found. And this is going to be essential. I don't know what you're saying about access. They could break in or get in with a credit card at the, at the door. For, for all I know, she left the door unlocked. But as far as timing, I believe that's when the incident occurred. I mean, it had to if that blood uh, wiped up is related to her disappearance. In the last hours, we learned that the husband has given DNA samples straight out to David Mack. There have been a lot of breaks in the case during the last couple of hours. Dave Mack joining me, syndicated talk show host. What's the very latest? The latest that we have is that uh, Jennifer's husband, uh, Fotis Doulis, and his girlfriend, Michelle Traconis, who's, uh, they were both taken into custody and charged with hindering prosecution and tampering with evidence over the weekend in relation to the disappearance of Mrs. Dula. Okay, that's not good, because if they are in any way trying to cover up or tamper with evidence or keep police from finding evidence, why would they want to do that unless they've got something to cover up? Now, a defense attorney will argue tampering with evidence or obstructing police does not a murder make. But if they're, what other reason would they cover up evidence or tamper with evidence or obstruct police in their investigation, Dave Mack? You know, what we've got now is we've mentioned many times about the blood being cleaned up at the New Canaan rental home that uh, Mrs. Dulos was living in. Well, they've gotten the DNA broken down from that, and that was part of the investigation over the weekend. Prior to his arrest, Mr. Dulos actually had uh, given a DNA sample and hair follicle samples. Uh, that they're running against some of the other evidence that they've found. They're working multiple crime scenes, Nancy, as you mentioned, from the SUV, the rental home, plus two multi-million dollar properties that are directly attached to Mr. Dulos. If you have information about the disappearance of Jennifer Dulos right now, her children are being kept under armed guard with their grandparents. Please call Nikanian Police 203-594-3544. Repeat. 203-594-3544. The search goes on.
If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zinn pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zinn fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zinn pouch in is you. Zinn is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zinn pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Laura Bible, a happy baby and child. Today, her mom, Laureen, shared these pictures and many other things we've never seen before. Laura's kindergarten report card and her book of math with division and multiplication tables. She had written her name on the front in cursive. And I had raised her to be very outspoken, speak up for yourself, you know, not be timid, you know. You, you can be anything, anyone you wanted. But Laura is forever stuck at 16 years old. It'll be 19 years later. How, how is it 19 years before you know anything? Laureen still has Laura's cheerleading uniform. She loved to cheer and the shirt for her last school picture. Tragically, that picture would be used for her missing poster. But Laureen is grateful for the continued support of so many who want to help her find answers. You just keep the word out and hope that the one person will be out there that'll say, okay, today's the day. I'm tired of dealing, you know, this burden on me. Here is what I know. You're hearing our friends at Fox 23 News in Tulsa and a mom, Laureen Bible, talking about the disappearance and we now know death of her daughter, Laura. Joining me in all-star panel, John Lindley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, where you can find this and all other breaking crime and justice news. Karen Stark, renowned psychologist, joining us from Manhattan. 
You can find her at KarenStart.com and special guest, FBI Special Agent Bobby Chacon. John Limley, tell me about the disappearance of these two girls, Laura Bible and Ashley Freeman. This took place during Christmas break in 1999. The girls were off for two weeks, and they had spent a good bit of the days leading up to and coming out of Christmas at each other's homes. And on this night, Ashley Freeman was celebrating her 16th birthday with her 16-year-old best friend, Laura Bible, and her parents, uh, Ashley's parents, Danny and Kathy Freeman, and her boyfriend, Jeremy Hurst. They celebrated at the Freeman's uh, home in there in Oklahoma. Jeremy left about 9.30 that night. Sometime during the night or the early morning hours of December 30th, a fire erupted inside the Freeman's home. A concerned neighbor called the fire department uh, when he saw flames about 5.30 in the morning. Uh, Laura's parents and police immediately canvassed the rubble for signs of the Freeman's and, and Laura. Kathy was found dead, but Danny, in, in the uh, immediate hours, and the girls' bodies nowhere to be found. So it sounds to me, Bobby Chacon, that someone kidnapped the girls and then burned down the home to cover up a crime scene. Well, yes, but initially, as John just said, that the, the girls were missing. And initially, when they when they really ended their initial crime scene at the, at the, at the fire in the mobile home, um, the father's body was not there. So initially, there may have been thoughts that the father somehow uh, took the two girls somewhere. Um, however... Uh, through sloppy police work and crime scene work or whatever, it was Laura's Bible's parents who were sifting through the rubble of that fire looking for clues that came across the, the Mr. Freeman's body. Somehow the police investigators missed it. Um, they recovered his wife's body, but his body was not not recovered. It wasn't recovered until the, 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 one of the victim's parents, a missing girl's parents, were sifting through the rubble, and they stepped, they saw his body, and they notified authorities who then came and got it. But so I think you know there was there was some missteps made early on in the investigation, particularly at the crime scene. When you find uh, a home totally burned uh, beyond recognition, and the two girls are missing, their bodies never recovered. I'm back at my question. They're gone, and the house is burned down, and both the parents are found. Right there, it looks to me like that's covering up a crime. Arson is used to cover up a crime. Whether the girls ran away and burned down the home, or they were abducted and the perp burned down the home. Well, sure, and I think an examination of the bodies both found that they were shot um, I think execution style. And so, uh, you know, the medical examiner then came up with the fact that, yes, it does, it, we confirm what it looked like. It looks like there was a crime happened in this house. Um, the uh, parents were murdered. The uh, house was set on fire to cover up. And then the girls were, for whatever reason, then abducted from the house. To John Limley, what happens next? Well, one reason that investigators fairly quickly rule out that Laura and Ashley might have had anything to do with the murdering of Ashley's parents or the fire is that Laura's purse uh, was left behind. She had some money that she had received for Christmas, 200 bucks, and her driver's license, all still there at the scene. To Bobby Chacon, how 
does Ronnie Dean Busick fit into this scenario? Um, so the uh, let me let me backtrack a little bit on the investigation. So the um, the family of of uh, Lori Bible, I believe, uh, hired two private investigators two years later because the trail ran cold, um, and they then um, went about reinvestigating the case. And early on in the case, they discovered that an insurance card from a vehicle um, belonging to his girlfriend um, was found at a road leading away from the crime scene. Um, I don't know the exact distance, but it gave them enough pause to say, you know, they contacted that, that woman who's in, whose vehicle uh, that insurance card belonged to, and she, didn't, she claimed not to have known why. Um, but that was the first piece of evidence tying him to the crime. His, his girlfriend's insurance card for her vehicle was found in the vicinity. To Karen Stark, renowned psychologist joining me out of Manhattan. Karen, uh, when you look back and you see, for instance, what is apparently a mistake made by the perp where they drop something at the scene. A lot of times, many people read too much into that. They think they subconsciously wanted to get caught. I disagree. I think they just screwed up. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to get caught at all. Although, Nancy, he was very proud of what he did. And um, these guys, they they would let people know about it. They would show pictures. They were true criminals and true psychopaths. They really enjoyed the suffering that they caused. So to you, Bobby Jacone, what, how do you piece the facts together? What do you think happened? Well, in going back and now interviewing, because the case was so cold that people are now willing to talk a little bit more freely about it, two of the three um, suspects are, have, have passed away. And so now they're becoming, through these new interviews, they're, they're developing a picture of what may have happened. And, and these people are telling investigators that there were Polaroid photographs of the girls um, in their final days in the home of one of the suspects. And they were bound and gagged and um, on a bed. And in some of those pictures, one of the suspects actually appears. Now, these Polaroid pictures are long gone and no one knows where they are. But a Enough people saw them, and these guys were almost bragging or showing off these pictures for a number of years. And over those years, enough people saw these Polaroid pictures that have started to build a picture for investigators of what happened to these girls. Let me ask you this, Bobby Chacon. Do you think there's any hope of finding a body? You know, I always have hope uh, that we'll find some evidence of the body, depending on how much decomposition has taken place. But, you know, uh, there's always hope that, um, and I've worked, you know, I'm a forensically trained person. I've done crime scenes for a number of years, and I know uh, my colleagues in the crime scene world, you know, they, they, they painstakingly find things that we never think we'll be able to find. And, you know, my hope is that, you know, if the, the one remaining live suspect um, lets the families know where those girls are, they talk about a pit in the area where the girls lived or where the suspects lived, um, where their bodies might be. So I, I hope uh, that they do some uh, forensic examinations and, and can maybe do some digging and maybe find some DNA um, and let the families know, uh, you know, give them some sense of uh, something that they can take away, that they know where the girls ended up. To John Limley, do you believe there's any chance a deal will be cut with Ronnie Dean Busick? whereby he will give up the location of the girls' bodies. That is what investigators are hoping 
against hope that might that might happen. You know, Nancy, one witness uh, reportedly said that a conversation between the, the three men suspected in this case had implied that the Freeman parents had been murdered over a debt. And that witness said the suspects had also hinted that they had taken the two girls and eventually killed them. Listen. Today, charges were filed against Ronnie Dean Busick, who by law is presumed innocent of the charges. Mr. Busick is charged with acting in concert with other men as follows. Four counts of first degree murder for killing Kathy Freeman, Danny Freeman, Ashley Freeman, and Laura Bible. Two counts of kidnapping for the abductions of Ashley Freeman and Laura Bible and a final count of first-degree arson for setting fire to the Fremo. These late young ladies' final days were certainly horrific, and today's announcement no doubt comes as little solace to their grief. It's been a goal of our administration to help bring those involved in these crimes to justice and locate Lori Bible and Ashley Freeman. <clears throat> Today is a major step toward that goal was taken with the arrest of Ronnie Busick. We want to convey to everyone we will not stop working until we bring Lori and Ashley home. We're asking for any information that will help us find the girls who have been missing for more than 18 years. We will never quit searching and we'll do what is necessary to bring them home to their families. The main investigators in this most recent phase of the Bible Freeman case have found witnesses that prove that the three co-defendants talked a lot. There was physical evidence in the form of photos, and we can be certain several people out there could come forward right now and tell us where to find Ashley and Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To Bobby Chacon, there are a lot of witnesses, many witnesses who know the suspects and have given investigators reason to believe the girls, after their murders, were thrown down a mine shaft, if that's true. I mean, I, I find it very difficult to believe that every mine shaft is going to be searched and we're going to somehow, all these years later, find their bodies. Yes, it would be a very difficult endeavor to, to search areas like that without some assistance from, you know, the one remaining defendant or, or the one person who might know where the bodies were disposed of. So I think that I think investigators and prosecutors are probably working pretty hard on um, working with that, uh, that defendant and, and possibly offering something of a deal to uh, give up where those bodies were, at least an area where they can narrow down the searches. And if he can give a general area, then they can get more specific and, and go in. But you're right. I mean, it's virtually impossible when you have such a, a larger area to search. You always try to take steps to narrow down where you look. And, and when you're talking about places like quarries and mine shafts that are just enormous, um, you really do need the assistance of someone who may know a little bit more information about where those bodies are. To John Limley, what, if any, evidence is there against the remaining defendant, Ronnie Dean Busick? So what the case is really being built, the foundation is witness statements that link Busick along with Warren Philip Welch and David Pennington, to the killings. Now, these other two men have since died, but uh, the prosecution is really relying on these witness statements to move their case forward. Witness statements that say what? Uh, the witness statements uh, have uh, 
conversations with these three men about the killings. Apparently, they were uh, quite open with some of their closest friends about what they had done to this family and about the fact that they had abducted these two girls. Bobby Jacone, what's the likelihood they can prove a case uh, this old without a body? Well, this is a tough case. This is this is probably the toughest of these cold cases um, because, you know, we're not dealing with DNA like we usually see uh, in some of these cases. Um, you know, and we're not dealing with a body, like you said, and and so it, it, this is going to be a, a more difficult case because, you know, um, what the defense obviously will do is rip into each and every one of these statements and and supposed so-called witnesses that have come forward now and say these three gentlemen were involved in a drug conspiracy. They were known drug dealers. They worked together and. You know, they had a relationship with the Freemans, and it might have been a dealer-consumer uh, relationship of drugs. And that, so, so the theory is there. Um, it's very short on physical evidence right now in this case. So, so you know, uh, no, I'm not a prosecutor, um, but you know, as a prosecutor, you know that, you know, when you're so short on physical evidence, the the, the jury has to kind of make that 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 leap of faith and, and put faith in the witness testimony who say, you know, I saw these photographs of the girls. These guys were bragging about it. This is what they said. Um, but you're right. This this case is is sorely missing a lot of physical evidence. What about the theory that there was a police cover up, John Limley? The, the police and Ashley's parents were they were familiar with one another quite a bit. And I don't know what you mean by that. Because of their drug dealings, uh, Danny and Kathy, uh, the police had a good number of occasions to deal with the parents. Are you trying to say they had arrested the parents before? Okay. Karen Stark, psychologist. Now there are claims that there was a police cover-up. Have you noticed, uh, for instance, in the O.J. Simpson case and so many other cases, that's just one I'm pulling out of the hat, the defense will argue either police incompetence or a police cover-up as a defense. It's kind of a go-to defense. Well, you've got nowhere else to go, Karen Stark. And it's so hard to prove, um, you know, making of a murderer, making that whole thing where they're saying there was a police cover-up and they don't get anywhere with it. It's just an easy way to blame the police for this. What is it? Uh, Bobby Jacone? you've got to see a pattern uh, emerging that when a defendant has nowhere else to go, they claim a police cover up. Sure, you know the old saying is when you can't, you know, when you can't blame the fact, when you can't explain the facts, you attack the police. Um, and so that's that's a age-old defense tactic. Is is you always, you know, they always uh, that that's been said for a long time. And so when you don't have much to go on, you know, just start attacking the police. However, in this case, you know, and and sometimes police aren't perfect either. And so if they make a misstep or they do something like that, it feeds that fodder. It gives fuel to that fire. And and I think that in certain populations, there's a mistrust of police or a desire to, you know, um, fight the police. And so I think that, you know, when, when the police do something like that, that seems maybe not perfect, uh, they seize on that and they use it as a way to go, look, if they were this bad here or this sloppy here, then they probably, that miss. Uh, behavior probably bleeds over into this case or something like that. So I think that there's there's a willingness and a desire to do that. And sometimes if the police slip up a little bit, um, innocently or not, it's used in that endeavor. Listen, there are people out there. I still hope in my heart that they know something, however little, little it might be to them. It's like a puzzle piece. 
but somebody knows where these girls are. And for me, I need to bring my daughter home. We've missed her for a long time, but we're going to bring her home. Nancy Grace, Crime Story signing off. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.